0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Buffer Overflow podcast, where we talk, tackle, and dissect all sorts of topics about software engineering, its culture, and how we do it in a remote company of about 100 people. And Me and Jordan are here today with Anna, who's a senior engineer on the published team at Buffer. How's it going, Anna?
1: Good. Thank you so much for the invite. (laughs) I'm very excited to be here.
0: Uh, Thank you for being here. We're excited to have you. Um, How are you doing, Jordan?
2: Yeah, doing well. It's nice and uh, cool and crisp over here in Missouri, so I'm digging that weather. I'm um, excited to chat to Anna about all sorts of good stuff today, so it's going to be a
0: good one. Nice, yeah. It's getting getting cold over here as well. So yeah, we wanted to get Anna on the show because I've been seeing a lot of the stuff you've been driving for the front-end teams at Buffer around um, Yeah, the front-end sinks and like gathering and talking about your goals as a team. So really excited to talk more about that today. But um, yeah, before we get started, I'd love to hear a bit about uh, who you are and, and what you do at Buffer.
1: Um, so, as you already mentioned, I'm a senior front end engineer at Buffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work for one of the team's uh, products, which is Publish. And I'm also the facilitator of the front end gatherings, which are our uh, front end syncs between engineers at Buffer. And I've joined Buffer, I'd say, two and a half years ago. It feels more in a good way, but <laughs> it was just two and a half years, and yeah. Usually, I work mostly in JavaScript and CSS. I'd say
0: nice. That's really cool. Yeah, but yeah, two and a half years—it's flown by, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> certainly feels like it's been longer. But yeah, so yeah, you touched a bit on the your your front end work and and what you do at Buffer, but yeah, like I mentioned at the beginning, yeah, we'd really love to talk about the front end syncs. So, would you be able to give a bit of a, a primer on what those front-end front syncs are and, and what you're currently using them for?
1: Yes. Uh, so the main goal of a front-end sync, which in Buffer we call it front-end gatherings, uh, is being a safe space for engineers to talk about front-end. Um, in the very beginning uh, of the sync, it was mostly to do knowledge sharing uh, for us to ask for feedback, Right now, we also use it to coordinate some projects that require the cooperation between uh, multiple teams at Buffer. And to give a bit of context on that, uh, engineers usually in Buffer are split in product teams. Uh, I mentioned before that I work for the published one, but we have other teams like Analyze, Engage, and so on. And each of these teams have uh, its own roadmap and way of working. Uh, But right now, as a company, uh, we are working towards what we call the one-buffer projects. And so that means that right now, not all our tasks fit into one single product roadmap anymore. Uh, To give you one example, uh, we have a common UI library uh, because one part of this one-buffer project is to ensure that we have the same design across all products. And if one team... Publish once you create a new button. It's very simple. Uh, we will add the task to the publish roadmap, and publish will own that change. But the UI library also needs things like maintenance tasks. If we need to update the security uh, a library because of a security vulnerability, who's the responsible for that? Since no one is owning the project because it's it belongs to multiple teams. And so those types of things are the ones that we actually also coordinate in the front-end gatherings. Those projects that don't necessarily belong to a team, but at the same time belong to all the front-end engineers.
0: Yeah, I can imagine they're like really beneficial for knowledge sharing and just having, especially with the, the work that's happening at Buffer at the moment to, to bring the products more aligned and the shared goals. So imagine there's a lot of productivity there and a lot of benefits that come from
1: that. Yes, we try to. (laughs) We try to make the most out of of the things because it's done biweekly and it's usually just one hour. uh, And we try to get the most out of of it. And I I think it is great uh, to have these sorts of things uh, in place because it helps all the engineers in so many different ways.
2: What, what I think is interesting there is, um, unlike the, the mobile team, right, where we don't really have the concept of uh, a shared library between Android and iOS, on the website, you know, we've got several teams that use those same components, which hadn't really occurred to me until now. So I imagine the front end scenes really kind of solved that problem of the ambiguity behind who should do what when something like uh, one of the dependencies, like you mentioned, has a vulnerability. Um, Otherwise, those things can just kind of be up in the air. And I know in a remote team, if something's up in the air, it's easy for it to kind of drag on and not get done as quickly as possible. Um, And these kind of things kind of just help nail those things down a bit quicker, I imagine.
1: True, true. (laughs) And this is a fairly recent change in approaching Buffer. And we are very used to following our own product roadmap. And so if anything goes outside of that, uh, it's very easy, as you said, to be forgotten. Uh, if it is a very urgent topic, someone might grab it, the task, but you are never sure that that's going to happen. So to have a place where you can actually coordinate and log those tasks as well, it's always good. And also because you never know if someone else is thinking or implementing the same thing at the same time, because you are in a remote environment and it might happen that two people decide to update the same library uh, at the same time. and to avoid those sorts of confusions and duplication of work as well uh, i think it's really important that we have a central place where we log those things and keep up with what's happening between teams
0: with that collaboration that happens like do you have any examples of any goals that you currently have like, like things you're working to i know one buffer is like a big thing at the moment but is there anything inside of that that you're kind of all collaborating on
1: yes so um right now the two biggest projects we have are, one, the buffer design system. Uh, so the buffer design system is owned by the design team, but the implementation of it in the in our uh, products is led by front-end engineers. So the side of the implementation uh, is one of the biggest projects we have going on currently. But we also have another one, which is related to performance. Uh, so in the beginning of the year um, there were uh, a couple of goals that were decided as being the goals for uh, the next few years in terms of um, performance and fast front ends and uh, they are, they are six there are six of them and we are currently on the second <laughs> stage. We just finished the first one which is to decouple. RPC express servers, <laughs> um, it seems very complex, but it's not as much as it sounds, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> and we have a couple more to, to get to, to the end of the year. Uh, but apart from that, we have a lot of smaller tasks that also need to be done. And right now we are actually working on a smart, what we call a smarter app shell. Uh, so we all share the same top bar in our products and right now we are tackling a couple of navigation issues and uh, new challenges with selecting orgs and so the smarter app shell which is what we call it currently is the biggest product project that we are working on currently
0: yeah i've been trying to follow along a bit of that that space is that like an essentially a wrapper that could be shared across different code bases, so like the org switcher and stuff could be used for either products?
1: Yes. So uh, we have this top bar, which currently it's kind of a dump component. (laughs) And currently what we are doing is um, coordinating the work with uh, the migration to the API gateway project. So we are currently going back to the beginning. we are implementing GraphQL uh, in our products. And at the same time, we are actually trying to create a more dynamic app shell. So we are trying to transform it from being a dump component to a component that has some data on about all the products that we can use um, and fetch. and so we are currently kind of combining the efforts uh, with some of these backend uh, one buffer projects that are happening at the same time with the front-end and making sure that we transform these dump components into something that is a bit smarter and provides us extra information to create a better navigation.
2: So in the front-end syncs, something like that, which is purely like a, a product-based task, uh, is that something you all cover in those syncs or is it more of here's uh, you know some tips and tricks I learned with this library or here's something I learned on how to make our code base a little bit better? Would you say it's, I mean, is it a, is it a mix of both of tips and tricks and product talk or is it kind of lean one one way or the other?
1: I'd say it depends on what is the priority uh, during the sync. We have things where we only do knowledge sharing, uh, Either someone has a cool piece of code they've written and they want to share with us, or someone learned a bit about a topic. Uh, I don't know, I can reveal already what the topic for the next one is going to be. And it's going to be about state management. Uh, So, one of the engineers will actually just approach um, different ways to handle state management and how to identify different types of data. And, And in some other things, we also have have the coordination of tasks. Um, so sometimes, usually we start to think by going to our engineering board, look at the tasks, uh, understand if any of those tasks um, are blocked by someone, uh, if there are any new tasks that come from either an engineer or the product team or the designers that requires uh, more information until we can mark it as ready to be worked on by an engineer. And after doing this quick check on the status of uh, our front-end tasks, then we move to either knowledge sharing uh, or Uh, splitting bigger tasks into smaller ones uh, or something like that.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of a a mixture of everything, like knowledge sharing, product work and assignment and um, like a collaborative effort of helping to push all teams forward because it sounds like at the moment, especially, everyone has the same goals um, with the the one buffer work. So it sounds like there's a lot of alignment there.
1: Yes, yes. It's always tricky to fit everything into one hour, (laughs) I would say. Uh, especially when we have so much going on right now. Uh, We used to not have these common goals and these common tasks. So it was quite easy because it was mostly just knowledge sharing. But right now that we have uh, these projects, we also need to coordinate. It requires a bit of more of a time management (laughs) skill to Make sure that everyone is aligned and has clear tasks to work on, but that we also provide uh, the space for us to share knowledge, which is very important.
2: I always think things like that are so interesting because, um, again, uh, looking at it from the lens of the mobile team, where we're we're quite small in comparison uh, engineering-wise, our syncs tend to almost be completely asynchronous these days since we span uh, the globe with the small number of, uh, folks we have on the team, but with these product sinks and the web team being a lot larger, uh, and sorry, not product sinks, um, front end syncs, front end, front end discussions. I think it was that where we landed on, I forget <laughs> third times a charm. Um, it sounds like those are almost key now. And I'm, I'm curious, how did things kind of work before, uh, you all were holding these sinks? Was it more of just kind of like an asynchronous, uh, set up like we have on mobile or just kind of different syncs set apart where you all kind of came together and put the information into into one spot, like into Slack or some other online message board, something similar to that?
1: That's a great question. I don't think I have bad memory, but I don't think we were doing much before getting the front-end gatherings in place. We have a Slack channel, a front-end Slack channel, so you could always... uh, people or share articles or uh, other pieces of code that you found interesting. Uh, but we didn't have a place uh, specific where we were discussing things together. Uh, but the things have been for uh, quite a while now, I think at least a year and a half, maybe more. Uh, so we never had that stage where we were working asynchronously on these, and we moved to the sync uh, mode because it worked better. It was more of we didn't have anything and people felt the need uh, to create a space and a time uh, where they could actually get together and work on these topics.
0: With people coming together and being able to talk about those things, does that also... I guess being being a remote company and you know having three different client teams like engage, analyze, publish does has it helped to bring people together and to make people feel more as part of one team rather than as their individual client teams? Has there been have you noticed anything there?
1: I, I did actually. I, I think in remote works, trust is a key element, uh, and we usually trust the people we know better. Not all of them, but (laughs) in general terms. In in Buffer, I think it's 100% true because we all trust each other and we have a great team together. But we trust most the people that we know better. And we know the people we work with every day. And we work every day with the people inside the same product team, usually. And even though we have other opportunities to meet other um, teammates at Buffer, um, it's not the same as working on a physical office. Because in a physical office, you go grab a coffee or you go outside and you bump into other people from the company and you end up meeting them more often. And in a, in a remote environment, it's not uh, as spontaneous. <laughs> mm. You actually have to find the time and meet those people in particular. And so I think uh, front-end gathering is actually very helpful because you get to know well other engineers and you create a different bond and a different level of trust that makes the collaboration work in a better way.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think like having that trust is a huge thing, especially if you're doing things like you said, like knowledge sharing and people asking questions and sharing code. Like Trust is a huge part of that. It's like for, you can sometimes take a lot of, vulnerability to share those kind of things if you're if you if you're not used to doing so.
2: Yeah, and trust and communication. I mean, those are like the two, I would say, kind of cornerstones of remote work uh, as well. Like anytime you read an article or some sort of uh, postmortem about a company that tried, you know, remote, maybe it didn't work out. It kind of comes down to those two things, um, you know, like the, the trust part. Like, you've got to believe that your employees and that your teammates, uh, you know, are putting their best foot forward. And then the communication part kind of ties into that and builds on the trust. So um, if those two things are a result of the front end gatherings, then that's that's probably a huge win <laughs> for all involved.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think collaboration is always the key to get better results. And I can give you a recent example. Um, we have these front end GitHub projects uh, where we log log all these tasks from the front-end side. And they are mostly two-hour tasks. Uh, But since we are working usually in products, we are not very used to grabbing those tasks by ourselves, even though they are quite small and they are quick wins, uh, either for engineers or users. And so a couple of weeks ago, we all committed to grab one task each in the next front-end sync. And what happened was eight people tackled tasks during that time. And some of those tasks had a direct impact on users, others blocked unblocked important feature work that we wanted to do. And I wouldn't say that this is like peer pressure. I just believe that when you see the team effort towards a common goal, you get a different type of motivation. Mm -hmm. And that's the magic of having these things and being able to know these people more Uh, because if you do something by yourself you might not get the motivation or you or the drive to do something but as soon as it is a team effort and you see the entire team of engineers as being one single team the results are much better
0: yeah yeah i can imagine like it's that it's just people coming together isn't it and that recognizing that common common goal and it just boost your motivation when when things like that align um that must be really cool cool to see and sort of be a part of especially if that's something that you've been leading and and pushing forward
1: yeah i'd say i'm mostly facilitating but yeah it's a moment of pride
0: (laughs) so as as like as a facilitator like what what does that look like for you like facilitating those those meetings
1: um so i'd say it is a tricky role especially because I'm not only the facilitator, but I'm also a participant on the sync. And I was before uh, becoming the facilitator already. So it, you have to have a nice balance between doing your job as facilitator, but also finding your own space <laughs> to give your uh, feedback and and be more of a participant But I would say my role as the facilitator is to ensure that by the end of each of our front end gatherings, we all understand what are the goals that we are trying to achieve, that we know what are the front end priorities. Um, We all know the progress that has been made in all those tasks and that we have clear and small tasks to work on. I mentioned before, we try to get like two-hour tasks for us, it's the reference, it's a two-hour task. Because that means that it's something that you can always grab if you are bored or in between tasks or waiting for a meeting. Um, And another thing that is actually important is to know why we are executing those tasks. Um, because we don't want to get to a place where you are doing something because someone told you to do so. It's important to understand if the task is saving time, saving money, helping users, helping uh, other engineering work. Uh, For us to understand those types of things, it's important before starting to work on these front-end things. And... Also, to make sure that by the end of the meeting there was time to do some knowledge sharing, or to request some collaboration, uh, I would say those are the goals for me as a, a facilitator. And if that happens in the end of each meeting, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, I get. I, I like going going back to what you're saying about it being tricky because you're a participant as well. Like, do you do you find that you still manage to involve yourself as much with discussions and? And things that are happening as whilst we're trying to facilitate. Um just wondering if there's any like advice there for people who might also want to do do this within their teams and trying to to manage that in themselves.
1: Yes. I would say the first thing is to manage expectations and be very clear about your role. So what I've done, especially because I was already a member of the of the Sync, what I've done as soon as I became the facilitator was to share. Uh, what were my goals as the facilitator. Uh, And I think it's important for other people to understand what you are doing there and to hold you accountable as well. Uh, Because if I'm missing some of these things, uh, I'm pretty sure it's easier for them to give me feedback and say, hey, Anna, I don't think we are actually getting these points. Uh, right, in the things, so I think that's important, and it's also important for me because I can find my own boundaries because I have written there what is my role and what I'm supposed to be doing there and the other uh thing is for you to think about the role of a facilitator, not as a technical leader and in buffer, it's quite easy to understand the difference because in fact, we have a technical leader there, and it's not me. Uh, We have a staff engineer and the staff engineer is responsible for the outcome of these tasks in the end of the day. Uh, So I'm responsible for making sure that uh, we know what the tasks are and that we have the right requirements in place, but I'm not the one that is supposed to reach out the decision in the end of the sink. So that's not my goal there. And so for people that um, are actually uh, looking forward to becoming facilitators in these things, it's important for you to understand that the decisions are made by front-end engineers (laughs) and not the facilitator. I'm just there to help as getting there (laughs) uh, in the end of the day. Uh, And one more thing that I would say, for people to pay attention to is this is not a management role. (laughs) And even though sometimes I'm actually logging tasks or making sure that the tasks have the right requirements, it's not my job in the end of the day to make everything by myself and to have those details by myself. So what the facilitator needs to um, know is how to delegate and who should be doing those things. Um so it's something that I'm also trying to balance more is to make sure that my responsibility is not to fill all those details, it's just to make sure that they are there.
0: even though you said it's like it's not a management role um it's it feels like like seeing the discussions have happened in the slack and seeing you the, the things you're doing, I think that's takes a lot of like leadership organization and it's good stuff for engineers growth in general. It, would that be?
1: Would that be correct? Yes, yes. And it, it takes a bit of management skills as well. I'll say more people skills than mm. an organization, to be honest. Uh, but it, it is not, uh, my role is uh, being a front-end engineer. So I'm more on the technical side rather than the management one. Uh, I just, mm. in this particular case, uh, I do a couple of tasks that you probably would see some of our engineer managers do as well in other things. Um, the scope mm. each is much smaller, and I don't have as much responsibility on those things as any em would have.
2: One thing that I think is very important if you're listening to take away from this and it seems so obvious but it's really easy to get wrong is you're you're clearly going into these syncs with a set agenda and and a goal in mind and I think that's so important not only for meetings in general because if you don't they kind of drag on and you you hear this term like zombie meetings right where it just the meeting happens and it's not really going anywhere and we're all just kind of slogging along. And especially in the middle of the, you know, we're all in the middle of a pandemic and we're having more meetings than usual since we're all remote. If you have that clear cut goal in mind, it just cuts through so much noise right away. uh, And it makes things a lot better because I've been on both ends of the, of the side there I've gone into meetings where I was leading and I didn't really like we had the subject, right? Like we're going to speak about X, but we didn't really know what we wanted to know about X. Whereas if you go in and say, these, these are the things we're trying to do with this meeting, um, and here's the goal, here's what we're going to come away with, and you facilitating that uh, particularly probably makes things so much smoother. So huge plus one for me on that. And I would definitely recommend that to, to literally anyone, no matter their vocation, if you're leading a meeting, a simple thing, just have the goal in mind and have an agenda up front makes things a
1: lot easier. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, we have an agenda that is open. So uh, until the day of the meeting, anyone can add their own topics. But one week before each of these meetings, I actually meet together with the staff engineer that is the technical lead to uh, to discuss what are our priorities and some of the topics that we would love to bring uh, to these front-end gatherings. So we always find space for others to um, add topics to the agenda, but we also make sure that in each uh, meeting, we already have something in place that we want to discuss and an outcome that we want to get uh, by the end of these meetings. And I still remember in the beginning when we are we were trying to figure out um, how to do these front-end gatherings, and it was like, does anyone have anything to share? <laughs> and it's usually a bit awkward, and no one seems to remember anything cool that it, they have done. and I'm pretty sure ha- everyone had very c- cool things to share, but no one at the time seemed like, uh, okay, I didn't do anything
2: <laughs> and you see this too in like our company wide sinks like before, you know, when uh Joel, our CEO, held, you know, like our town halls with everybody, if if he just kind of asks in the moment, like, does anyone have you know a response to that or a question? Like it takes a little bit for someone to speak up, you know, like there's that 10, 15 seconds of silence before someone kinda <laughs> jumps and, and says something. But you know, if you kind of make it uh like a, a little bit less pressure, I guess is the right word, where you can kind of type in, either anonym, anonymously or before, like they always pour in. Uh, so it's like, everyone always has something to say, but the way in which you propose
0: the the method to say it always makes such a huge
1: difference. Yes. I definitely can see that.
0: <laughs> so the takeaway there is having the agenda, have a goal and, and stick to that, um, the planning pays off.
1: Yes, yes, it requires a bit of upfront planning before each thing uh but it's worth uh dedicating that time for sure
0: yeah i i think i think if anyone's looking to start a similar kind of thing like it sounds like there's a lot of benefits in terms of the product and also in terms of like the team's growth and collaboration as a whole so i think that leaves us with all that information and that was really great to talk to you anna about your uh, front-end gatherings and i feel like i've learned a lot from this and i'm looking forward to seeing What else comes from those gatherings at Buffer? Um, But yeah, we'll wrap that up here and it's been great talking to you and I'm looking forward to seeing everything that the front end teams do. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll catch you later.
1: Great, thank you so much for having me. (laughs)